You're listening to a podcast from Victory. Explore the canon of books that form the New and Old Testaments in week five of our series, Word View. Now let's open our Bible to Luke chapter 24. Iwana na po natin yung technical. Because really, the question that we need to answer is, what is the significance of this to me today? Why is this important to you? Luke chapter 24. We're going to read a story that would show us the significance of the canon of Scripture. And in verse 13, we're now going to start in verse 1. In verse 13, we're introduced to two travelers, one whose name was not even mentioned. Luke 24 is about the resurrection of Christ. And they, rem- they know that Jesus said, when after I rise from the dead, the Holy Spirit will be poured out in the city of Jerusalem. But in verse 13, we're going to read later, these two travelers are not going to Jerusalem. They are actually going, they are walking away from Jerusalem. This is where God promised to pour out the Spirit. But they're walking away from it because they're so discouraged. Some Christians, that's what they do. When they are down, their initial response is not to show up in church. To isolate. And they're walking, but you know, God chased them down. Jesus chased them down. Amazing. You know, yung two-year-old na anak ko po ngayon, sobrang hyper, no? Especially... When we go to the malls, every time we go out, it's like me going for a workout. Hindi ko nakalaan mag-gym, no? Lagi ako nagtatakbo sa, sa pag nakita niyo ako sa mall, no? Hindi ako nag-exercise. I'm running after my son, two years old. Sometimes, he would run going to the escalator. Kinakabahan ako, natatakot ako. Sometimes, he would go to, uh, to a crowd of people. Sometimes, he would try to run going out of the mall. So, I ko talaga siya, inahabol ko siya. Because I, I don't want to lose my son. No, the same way here, Jesus was chasing them, not because Jesus was afraid to lose followers. He did not come here to build a fan base. He was chasing these men out of love and compassion. The Bible says, For God so loved the world that He gave His one and only Son. It's out of love. Jesus came and lived among us and died on the cross and rose again from the dead so that you and I can be found because He doesn't want to lose you. He's chasing us. Even at times we are rebellious, He's chasing us. Now in verse 13, I'd like us to read verse 13. That very day, two of them were going to a village named Emmaus, about seven miles from Jerusalem. And they were talking with each other about all these things that had happened. While they were talking and discussing together, Jesus himself drew near and went with them, but their eyes were kept from recognizing him. Jesus was there standing face to face. But the Bible says they were kept from recognizing him. Now, I, which reminded me of what happened to me and my wife last December. 
Sabi ng wife ko, ba't lagi mo ba akong ginagamit every week? Eh, sino bang kasama ko? Lagi. Last December, where we went to Pangasinan, tapos doon po yung hometown niya, kumakain kami ng dinner. Tapos nung kumakain kami, biglang may lumapit na girl. Tapos nung papalapit siya, all smile. Yung parang excited na feeling niya, parang instant reunion to. Yung wife ko, nakasmile din siya, pero kalahati excited, kalahati confused. Ah, sino siya? <laughs> sila. Hindi niya ma-recognize. Tapos sabi ng girl, grabe, tandaan mong name ko, magagalot ako sa'yo. <laughs> Awkward kasi andun ako parang ha. <laughs> Later on, I, re- I learned they were childhood friends. <laughs> She was standing there and they're talking for around 10 minutes. My wife cannot recognize her. And if I remember right, uh, they will have a mini reunion uh, after a few days. So, sabi ng girl, you have to remember. Hindi niya sinabi. So, pagalis niya, my wife tried to look in Facebook. The problem is she can't remember her name. <laughs> wow. Even after spending several years together, she still can't recognize. That's what happened to these people. Last Wednesday, I lost my wallet. (laughs) I was working uh, at the fort and I was preoccupied with a lot of things. And then when when it's 3 or 4 o'clock, I need to... Uh, take a, a taxi going here because there's going to be a dinner here for Real Life Foundation or for our scholars. So I was in a hurry. I was preoccupied. I forgot that I put my wallet in front pocket. And then I stopped. I know all of this because in that area, there's a building. Pumasok ako sa building. Sa feeling ko dun ko nawala. Nakiusap ako can I see the CCTV. So, buti mabait, no? Sabi sa akin, mukha ka namang pastor. Sige na nga. <laughs> Pinanood nila yung CCTV. So I saw what happened. When I dropped it, I just stepped one, one step. My wallet was there and I was trying to book a taxi. And then I walked away. It was there. Hindi <laughs> ko nakita. Sabi ng wife ko, anong laman? Sabi ko, ito may, may, may pera. Ganyan. Sabi niya, grabe naman kung kailan ka may pera tsaka nalaglag. <laughs> Sakit. Grabe ka naman, sakit mo magsalita. But anyway, I dropped it. I didn't realize it was there. The Bible says, Jesus was there, but they were kept from recognizing. Now, I'm saying all these things because I want to ask you this question. What is stopping you from recognizing Jesus? Is there anything that's keeping you from recognizing Him or His work in your life? For them, it was their wrong standard. Their idea of a Messiah. They were expecting a a conquering king who will liberate them from the Roman captivity. They were under Roman rule and it was hard for them. And there was a promise that there is a Savior, a Messiah who would come and they will be delivered, who will restore their glory days as a nation. And they were waiting for a conquering king. And what came was a suffering servant. 
they were kept from recognizing Jesus because of their standard, wrong standard. They were expecting a crown. What they saw was a cross. They were expecting glory, but what came was suffering. They were expecting Jesus to meet their standard rather than allowing the scripture to be their standard. We are going to be hindered from seeing and experiencing Jesus if we don't allow the scripture to become the standard for life, for faith, and doctrine. That's what's happening to some people. They want God to fit to their standard rather than them aligning to God's standard. In verse 17, and he said to them, what is this conversation that you are holding with each other as you walk? So, si Jesus, naglalakad tong dalawang na to, occupied with their frustrations and disappointments, and joined them, tapos nakihalo sa usapan, sabi, anong nangyari sa inyo? Ano pinag-uusapan nyo? And verse 18, then one of them named Cleopas, I'll just call him Cleo, Cleo answered him, are you the only visitor to Jerusalem who does not know the things that happened there in these days? And he said to them, what things? <laughs> Jesus was playing with them. And they said to him, concerning Jesus of Nazareth, a man who was a prophet, mighty in deed and word before God and all the people, and how our chief priest and rulers delivered him up to be condemned to death and crucified him. But we had the hope that he was the one to redeem Israel. You know, Cleo was trying to explain Jesus to Jesus. How funny is that? Nililetsuran niya si Jesus. Hindi mo ba alam nangyari dito? Si Jesus. Ito kasi yun, si Jesus. Can you imagine that happening? You know, I saw this Facebook post by a student one time. And he said, my teacher is so dumb, he thought the sun was a star. This made a comment, um, that's because it is. <laughs> and he said, no, it's not. A sun is a sun, a star is a star. Saying that a sun is a star is the same as saying a tomato is a fruit. That's right. In his mind, etong teacher ko, hindi ko alam paano naging teacher. Maling mali tinuturo niya. A sun is a star. Some of you are searching in Google right now. <laughs> a sun is a star. Sa kanya parang feeling niya, nakakatawa tong teacher ko. Walang alam. But you know what? Sometimes we do that when we read the Bible. And if there's something that we don't agree with, we decide we are wiser than God. Some people think that their words and the words of other people are more reliable than the word of God. They think they know better than Him. And when they look at the scripture, they question a lot of things and say, Grabe, we think we know better than Him sometimes. And then verse 25 to 27, and He said to them, So, okay na si Jesus, sabi niya, tama na, let's cut the chase. He said to them, O oh, foolish ones, and slow of heart to believe all that the prophets have spoken. After all the teachings, three years, can you imagine Jesus preaching to them three years? How many of you here, you want Jesus to preach here every Sunday instead of me? 
Don't raise your hands. I'll ban you here. Okay. <laughs> Can you imagine three years? Siya na yung best preacher, best teacher, victory group leader. Siya na nagtuturo for three years, explaining the scripture. But even after three years of teaching them, after all the miracles, Jesus said, you're slow of heart to believe. Ano pa bang gusto niyong gawin ko? Ano pa bang gusto niyong sabihin ko bago kayo maniwala? You're hard to please. You know, sometimes the older we get, the harder we are to please. Yung mga estudyante, pag nagdi-disciple kami ng student, first year, second year college, parang, sige po, sige po. Moldable, no? Sometimes, pag matanda na tayo, parang, ah, okay. Okay, I'll take note. <laughs> but, but Jesus said, uh, your slow of heart to believe. I like this quote from Thomas Aquinas. To one who has faith, no explanation is necessary. To one without faith, no explanation is possible. Jesus pointed out the issue. The issue is not because the Bible is not clear or profound or wise. It's not because the Bible is not, is not wise. The real, the real issue here is the heart of the person. It's not intellectual issue. It's a heart issue. The refusal, the refusal to submit to God and the refusal to believe in Him. Which confirms what the Bible says about the real condition of, hum, of man's heart, a sinful heart. And God is showing us the cure in His Word. And here's what He said in verse 27, And beginning with Moses and all the prophets, He interpreted to them in all the Scripture the things concerning Himself. For thousands of years, Jesus said, the purpose of the Bible is not to give you good principles you can apply in your marriage and business. And I hope you're learning a lot from the Bible, but the Bible is not a book of facts and information. He said, the purpose of the Old Testament to the New Testament for thousands of years, God used the scripture for just one purpose. And that is to show us the person and work of Christ. To show us who God is. And what Christ has done to deliver us from our sinful state. Showing us the cure to our greatest problem which is sin. Which keeps us away from God and detached from the source of life which is Him. All these years, the Bible is not primarily a book about science or history or philosophy. The Bible is primarily about Jesus, the person and work of Christ. And last verse, in verse 45, then he opened their minds to understand the scripture and said to them, thus it is written that the Christ should suffer and on the third day rise from the dead, and that repentance for the forgiveness of sins should be proclaimed in His name to all nations, beginning from Jerusalem. You are witnesses of these things. And Jesus said, God opened their minds so they will understand the Scripture. And this is what the Scripture is all about. It's a message of redemption. The Bible is not a book of rules. Akala nung iba para, ayoko magbasa ng Bible, daming bawal. No, it's not a book of rules. It's God's message reaching out to you and telling you, I want you back. And I already made the way, I already paid the price. 
so that your sins can be forgiven. You know, every time I use ATM, the machine to withdraw money, sometimes I would enter the wrong number or transaction. But it's a good thing there is a button there, a cancel button, so that you can start all over again. So whether you made the wrong entry, amount, or transaction, it's okay. Because there's a button you can press that will give you a chance to do it all over again. How many of you here you wish that there is a cancel button you can press so that you can have a fresh start? Maybe in your marriage, maybe in your life, no matter what we do, there's nothing we can do to go back 10 years from now, 10 years earlier to redo some of the wrong things we've done. There's no way we can redo the wrong things we've done. But the good news is, there is a reset button God is offering to us, and that is called forgiveness. So that you and I can have a fresh start. Whatever you've done in the past, God is offering us forgiveness. So we can be cleansed from guilt and shame. So we can start all over again and have a new life. If you are here for the first time and you have not yet surrendered your life to Jesus, this is the good news of the scripture. And I believe you are not here by accident, but this is God pleading with you. This is God pursuing you and giving you the opportunity to start all over again. If you are a Christian, if you already surrendered your life to Jesus, the Bible says if anyone is in Christ, he is a new creation. The old is gone and the new has come. You are given a new nature. You're like a newborn baby. And starting today, now that you're a Christian, the rest of your life is the unfolding of that new nature. That's why if you're a Christian, you have all the reason to be excited about your life. You have all the reason to wake up in the morning and look to the future with faith and with hope. Because God has given you a fresh start. I was... Uh, talking to my wife earlier and we're watching our eight-year-old daughter. She was lying down there in our sofa. Tapos sabi niya, so boring, so boring kasi she's waiting for church. Pero kami ng wife ko, we're, we're looking at her, we're smiling and we're talking about, like, grabe, wow, what happened the past eight years? She looked differently. I mean, the character, everything about her. And then, nagpa-fast forward na ako, grabe, what will happen pag high school na siya? And we're thinking about all these things. She's bored this morning. Ay, boring ng buhay ko. Kami naman excited kami, grabe, you're just starting with your life. I'm, I'm imagining what kind of person you will become. What you're going to do. The moments we're going to spend together as a family. We're looking at her and we're excited for her future. But all she's seeing at that moment was that it's boring. One hour pa before church. 
I want to encourage you if you're a Christian, you're given a new life, you're given a new nature. And now that you're in Christ, every day is an unfolding of that nature, of that new life. God is not yet done with you. God is just about to start. There is a life in front of you that is exciting. The Bible says, No eye has seen and no ear has heard and no mind can conceive what God has in store for those who love Him. You have no idea what kind of life God has prepared for you. And last thing I want to say before we end. Jesus said, You are witnesses of these things. And if you are a Christian... We have an obligation. This is not something we are supposed to enjoy only to ourselves. We have an obligation to bring this good news to other people. The reason you have a family, and I'm assuming every one of us, we are part of a family. May tatay ka, may nanay ka, pero hindi kayo magkakasama, pero may nanay at tatay ka. The reason we have a family, the reason you are in that family, is because God wants you to be His witness. So my prayer this year is that not only that you will know Jesus better and encounter Him in a greater way, but that you will be an effective witness. And through you, more people will come to know Jesus this year. Because you are His witness. You just heard a podcast from Victory. For more messages like these and to access other resources, please visit victory.org.ph or like our page on Facebook at facebook.com slash victoryph.